Agatha Christie disappearance in December of 1926 is it the end of a story? Agatha Christie vanished at the beginning of December 1926, her car found abandoned in an accident on a road alongside a quarry in Albury in the south of England, is a news item that made a lot of ink flow in the newspapers of the time. The strange disappearance, which lasted 11 days for the police and the public, has been the subject of constant questionings by fans of Agatha Christie and the press since 1926. The novelist has always refused to talk about it. Many online articles are now devoted to this event and are added to each other every year. What happened at Newlands Corner on the night of December 3 to 4, 1926? Agatha Christie's car was found at the edge of a shell peak. The front of the car stuck in bushes. Its famous owner had vanished in country of Surrey. The strange case remained inexplained until now. Did the novelist live by train after walking in the countryside? Then who is the woman whose witness a cyclist starts a car very early in the morning of Saturday 4th December near Neuron's Corner? Rather than limiting itself to the umpteenth writing of a story of a disappearance of a queen of Woodenit, a disappearance that was actually temporary, it was possible to conduct a real online investigation to get an overview of the places crossed by Agatha Christie and, from the high probability of existence of complicity otherwise addressed by some authors, to deduce the indignable presence of a second car. With the introduction of this new element, we can perceive that on Friday, December 3, at around 9.45-10 p.m., Agatha Christie goes to London, or to an agreed location somewhere in the southwest of London, to join the person who has agreed to drive a second car. She precedes her to Newlands Corner, a hills in Surrey that she knows well. She often crosses this sightseeing point from Sunningdale in Berkshire to go to her mother-in-law's house in Dorking. She had spent there on the way there and back that very afternoon. And the place is close to Goldalming, the place where her husband Archibald decided to spend the weekend with friends in the company of his mistress, Nancy Neal. Both cars arrive at the main London intersection and aid for Newlands Corner. Around 11.40 p.m., they produce a background sound which is heard by a gypsy woman from a nearby camp. The details of this strange affair necessarily raise questions to which so far no satisfactory answer has been given. With this theory, it supposes a sleepless night for Agatha Christie, but didn't 
she have ability to drive for a long time on wasn't the love of speed on exhilaration at the will felt by several of her characters. Disappearance of Agatha Christie, The Secret at Newlands Corner. With a new theory about the mystery is the puzzle finally being reconstructed. What happened at Newlands Corner during the night of December 3, 4, 1926? Agatha Christie's car was found on the edge of a quarry without its famous owner vanished in Surrey County. Misleading false appearance, likelihood, with a new theory, is the puzzle finally being reconstructed. At 6.20 a.m. on Saturday, December 4, 1926, a certain Alister helps a woman parked not far from Neuron's Corner to restart her car. Is this woman Agatha Christie? The probability that another woman matching the description of a famous novelist would have been in the vicinity of Agatha Christie's Morris Collet this morning, on December 4, 1926, seems low. The reports in the newspapers at the time were inevitably a bit confusing. Biographer Laura Thompson writes, This man was first named Ernest Cost, then Edward McAllister. On further on, she writes, It was almost as if there were two different men, since Cross described the car radiator as quite warm and square, while McAllister said it was stone cold. In every report, it is said that the woman, took to the road away from Durand's corner. Now here does it appear to be indicated that McAllister noticed the make or model of a car. The man just specifies that it was a four-seater. He says, I saw a motor car with a woman standing at the back of a car. Is the woman sitting in the back or standing in the back of a car implying watching out for someone? Andrew Norman reports that, according to witness McAllister, the car is parked 300-400 meters from the junction of Torch Lanes on the A25, which is a kind of wide just before the famous tourist highlight of Newlands Corner. The witness stated that the front of the car was placed in the direction of Merrow, a village located east of Guildford. The direction is the one in which he was heading himself, since it is written that he was going to work in Maryland, which is a little further north. McAllister also said that after starting this woman's car, she drove the car very slowly down the hills, Trodlen, to the village of Merrow, away from Nuland's Corner. For Andrew Norman, it is where the abandoned car, not the car that in this case would be abandoned after the accident, but the woman had to turn around and climb the hill behind him. 
This scene is strange to say the least. Let's imagine this woman sitting in her car. It is 6.20 in the morning in December. It is dark and cold. What would have become of her if McAllister hadn't cycled that morning? Would have she stayed there waiting for another person to pass by? How could she hail another car from inside hers? And if she was standing outside the car in the dark and cold, how long had she been there? Did Agatha Christie determine her entire accident and disappearance strategy by the presence and will of this McAllister? In fact, if she had met another person later, the rest of the events would have gone differently. The account of this temporary disappearance at Neuron's Corner showed an increase in the number of people wishing to walk around with daybreak. Risky is an theory scenario by which the novelist would have waited all night in her car in the cold for the sole purpose of smashing it in the early morning as discreetly as possible by running down the other side of the hill, even if she had previously turned it back further into Trout's Lane. As a result, the novelist's car was probably crashed on Saturday, December 4, at approximately 5 to 5.30 a.m. The woman seen by the McAllister witness is probably Agatha Christie, but the car that was started is not her beloved Maurice Coley. After that, the direction taken by the mysterious car on her driver is that of London and then presumably London. Clues from the past in Agatha Christie's writing, substitutions, especially characters taking the place of another person, are not unusual. There are also homonymies, such as in the case of a missing lady, a short story first published in the United Kingdom in October 1924 in the Sketch magazine. As a reminder, Agatha Christie bought her car a Morris Coley in 1924. In the case of a missing lady, private detectives Tommy and Tupence Beresford are looking for Hermione Lake Gordon, the fiancée of one of their clients, Gabrielle Stavonson. They go to the village of Maldon, where the missing woman is supposed to be. On the spot, they find no trace of it. Tupence then realizes that there are two villages of the same name located in two different counties. Two months after the publication of the case of a missing lady in December 1924, the Queen of Crime Fiction published another short story in the Grand Magazine entitled The Manhood of Edward Robinson. The story tells about a strange car error. Like Agatha Christie, the hero bought an elegant car thanks to the 500 pounds he won in a contest. After a few trips, Edward Robinson stops somewhere to admire a landscape a little far from an area of car park. 
from the side of the road, he takes a path to the viewpoint, enjoys the scenery, then returns to his car on, without really noticing it, takes a different path. It actually leads a little further, but close to a car identical to his own. Without paying attention, he gets in and drives away. Later, dipping his own into the glove compartments, he will discover a diamond necklace and realize that he is driving the wrong car. Fortunately for him, there is also a little knot with the necklace. The London Rendezvous On the morning of Friday, December 3, 1926, after an argument with her husband, who had then left Styles' house to join his mistress, Agatha Christie decided to take her Maurice Coley and leave for an unknown destination. However, she is back for lunch. That day, Charlotte Fisher, the novelist's secretary, governess and confident, had taken her day off and was in London with her sister. She was supposed to come home late at night. Before leaving around 10 p.m., Agatha Christie left her a letter in which she asked Charlotte Fisher to cancel a reservation for a weekend planned in Yorkshire and told her that she would let her know where she was going. But the purpose of the letter does not stop there. It is an expression of Agatha Christie's feelings about her personal situation. The content goes well beyond instructions given to a secretary, such as a letter written to be read by people other than the recipient. In London lived a shield old friend of Agatha Christie, Nan Pollock, the sister of James Watts, her sister Madge's husband. Nan Pollock had remarried a certain George Con, who was also Archie's friend, with whom he played golf. Andrew Norman writes, What close relationships did Agatha have with Duncan, who was almost two years his senior and whom she had known since childhood? Very close, according to Agatha. After the difficult beginnings at the will of her Maurice Collet in 1924, Agatha Christie had since then travelled the English countryside on many occasions and knew how to drive with great ease in the streets of London. She also drove her husband's car, a higher-end model, a Delage. The Delage has given us both a lot of pleasure. I loved driving it, she says in her biography. On the morning of Friday, the novelist could go to London to get a second car from her friend Nan for the following night and agree with her and probably also with Charlotte Fisher on the parking place for a substitution. She offers them the opportunity to participate to one of her enigmas. Nan's husband had left home that night. The car change orchestrated by Agatha Christie will take place near Newlands Corner. It was not possible to talk about this project through a telephone call. Why Newlands Corner? Because this height and famous place was close to the famous and legendary pond of Silent Pool. Agatha Christie saw them both regularly visiting her mother-in-law in Dorking. She knew them. Judith Nan Kohn's daughter was 10 years old at the time of her disappearance. 
According to biographer Laura Thompson, at the end of her life, she did let some indications filter through. Laura Thompson writes, on the morning of Friday the 3rd, she, Agatha Christie, went to London to visit Nunn and discuss the plan before returning to Styles for lunch. One can just as easily imagine that the heroine of this enigma, unsolved since 1926, solicited the help of her brother-in-law Campbell Christie that night and that the letter that was posted on Saturday morning the 4th was just a decoy only sent to him to give a change. Like in detective novels, isn't it Campbell Christie the least talked about character? In addition, he destroyed the letter posted in London after the New Lance Corner episode to keep only the envelope with him. Thank you.